0: Hey good people, this is Sharika, E.B., and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up.
1: What's good? Lovely people. Guess what? It's Black History Month. And I'm sure we'll dive into a few different things hopefully the bucks win. I'm just going to say that. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully the bucks are winning or hopefully the bucks have won and we're going to continue enjoying Black History Month. So, as always, Sharika, Sabrina, how y'all feeling? What's the temp like?
0: I think that I'm doing well. I have started the new year trying to be unbothered. And by the Lord's help and strength, I've been able to maintain that attitude and state of mind. Like there's a lot going on in this world. We know, I feel like every week a new celebrity or somebody on the internet has passed away, which that has been very, very sad. But um, I'm trying to be optimistic about 2021, even though it's giving me some 2020 vibes. I'm going to try to keep holding on to hope and holding on to God's hand and pray that this year starts to turn around. This is an exciting. Month It's Black History Month. Valentine's Day is in this month. My mother-in-law and my nephew celebrate their birthday. My husband celebrates his birthday this month. So I'm just trying to keep the energy up, the spirits high, and just keep on celebrating. I will say I'm a good 95. You know what? I'm going to hit us with that. I'm walking on sunshine.
2: I feel like that's a theme song for your life because you're just a very positive person <laughs> with positive vibes. Although I do Aww. like what you said. You coined the term, well, you probably didn't coin it, but 20. 20 vibes is that where we're going to stay now for the rest of our life when something's trash like that's on 2020
0: <laughs> the funny thing about the i'm walking on sunshine thing i feel like it's a compliment sabrina that you think i'm always positive this song is my florida song because literally when i was moving to florida when i was almost to where i was living this song came on on the radio and i'm like i am walking on sunshine Ooh, i had to man. move to the sunshine state and this song is playing so it makes me remember when i had first moved to florida
2: Well, you guys already know what it is. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. James (laughs) Brown, that's the entire vibe. My favorite line from that song is when he says, some people say we got a lot of malice. Some say it's a lot of nerve, but I say we won't quit moving until we get what we deserve. And that's so Mary had a little lamb. (laughs) Why last night at the dance studio, the lady had the nerve to ask me, so how did you get your last name? You guys tell me if I'm just being sensitive because it's that time of the month. But I want to be like, how'd you get your last name? If you wanted to ask if my husband's white, just say that. I said, well, I don't know. He's never done 23 Me. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there a Black last name? I just paused because it kind of took me off guard. And she was like, well, because it sounds very German. Do you not know American history, sis? We're really doing this in Black History Month. A lot of us have European last names. You don't know? She was not born under a rock. She is a well-traveled woman. She speaks three languages. I wanted to choke that lady, but I was the only Black woman in there. So I was like, let me just sit here and put the ballet shoes on and dance my way (laughs) to a better mood. And I actually really like this teacher, but... I found that in those spaces, now Black people do be dancing, y'all know that, but growing up and even now, usually when I walk into like a professional dance class, a ballet class, I'm the only Black person and that's fine. I'm a minority. I know I live in a country where people that look like me are only 13%. I can't expect to see my people everywhere. It's just challenging when you're in a space and you have to deal with the stupid questions and I know some teachers are like, there are no stupid questions. Guess what, y'all? There are stupid (laughs) questions you can ask black people. Maybe hit the Googles or common sense first before you open your mouth. And then also the microaggressions that I experience, even from people I like. So that's my vibe. I feel like (laughs) Thursday when I go to dance class, I'm gonna be wearing some traditional African cloth. And maybe she asked me that because I had the fro out yesterday and she was just picking up on like super black energy and she didn't know how to handle it. But yeah, that's my vibe. I'm here for my people.
0: So she wants to know where you got your last name from because it's a traditional German last name.
2: You didn't say it's, and it's not a traditional oh. German last name. She said, "How's this black woman a Kemper?" Basically, the question, which is stupid. Because when I became a Kemper and I changed my last name on Facebook, I found there are a lot of Black Kempers.
0: I never heard of Kempers, period. Black or white or any other. You heard of the Kemper? First sure. I met it. First one I met was your husband. So I've never even thought to ask that question before, but that's interesting. Now you with the Jean Jean Baptiste, them usually be the Haitians. Well, obviously. I, most husbands, Haitians. Most they
1: Haitians. They Exactly. They're the slave. slaves. Yeah, exactly. Slave master last names. But in those moments, that's when you just get real sarcastic. Even for me, my last name is not common. Most people probably would never have heard it if they haven't met me. So when somebody asks me, where are your peoples from? I'm like, if you're talking about my last name, it came from some slave master. I don't know. That like throws the conversation off where it makes them really, really uncomfortable. It's just like, I'm not going around asking you where you got your last name from. Like, what would that do for our relationship? What would that do for the conversation? In Sabrina's case, what would that do for this... <laughs> Um, Our time this professional dance time. Like, I didn't come here to do a genealogy quiz with you guys. Like, I came here to enhance my abilities and to learn from some people who are like-minded in me when it comes to this type of art form. So I feel you. Shout out to... I would say a lovely couple, but I don't know how their household is because some of the <laughs> stuff that we see on the Googles, it don't be all the best, um, but they seem to have stayed intact through their ups and downs, Cardi B and Offset. So today, my song of choice is Drip Drip. When Cardi <laughs> started off that songs, when she say I came through dripping, that's how I'm feeling these lovely 28 days that y'all have blessed us with this 2021. Amen. Just came through dripping and just enjoying life when it comes to not only Black history, but when it comes to 2021. I don't know about y'all, but I've had a good January. 2020 wasn't the best, but it just seems to be on an upward trajectory for me and know. for my household. So we we just gonna come through dripping. And I told you I had some announcements. I don't think I said it on the pod last week. I have completed my master's in organizational leadership.
2: Yes. Woo!
1: Y'all can do that. Just like the Bucks. y'all can <laughs> fire off the cannons. Y'all can shoot your guns. Y'all can, whatever sound we'll effects. Shoot the I mean, Why not? I ain't saying because shoot people. I said shoot come, the guns. I know, but the bullets come down. You remember that one, New Year's Eve? You can do rubber bullets. The same one they be shooting at the protests. Whatever they use, we can use that. No, the no. one that they shoot at, Black people protests, because they'll shoot that at the other protests that happened. Oh, um, or at least they shoot it at the terrorist attack in January. But that's how I'm feeling, and... All is well. So I have my master's in organizational leadership. And if you need help figuring out your conflict style, your personal leadership philosophy, strategic thinking, I'm here for you and your company and your organization. But just know that the price just went up. These gyms ain't going to be for free. The price has gone up. So make sure you, you come correct when you come through. That's all.
0: Is there a friends and family discount?
1: Of course. It's always a friends and family discount. It might be the same price, but it's still a friends and family (laughs) discount. So, Sharika, who are we inviting to the table today?
0: I think this is the first invite that I'm doing of someone that's no longer with us. And I'm trying to also enlighten us to some people that we may not have heard of before you know you heard of your Harriet Tubman's your Rosa Parks your Frederick Douglasses, and all those I've never heard of this person maybe there's some of our scholars out there who are more first have studied black history a lot more than I have may have heard of this person I had not so I wanted to introduce you to Charles Hamilton Houston. Charles was a prominent African-American lawyer, dean of Howard University Law School, and an NAACP First Special Counsel or Litigation Director. A graduate of Amherst College and Howard Law School, Houston played a significant role in dismantling Jim Crow laws, especially attacking segregation in schools and racial housing covenant. He earned the title of The Man Who Killed Jim Crow. Houston is well-known for having trained and mentored a generation of Black attorneys, including Thurgood Marshall, future founder of the director of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, and the first Black Supreme Court justice. He recruited young lawyers to work on the NAACP litigation campaigns, building connections between Howard and Harvard University Law School. Mr. Hamilton was born in 1895. And I mentioned that because to be born in the late 1800s and being able to grow, be able to get your law degree and be a lawyer, and to have such a huge presence in the law community as an African-American man, and being able to influence such people as Thurgood Marshall. I didn't know we was out here like that in those times. So I'm like, you know what, Mr. Charles Hamilton Houston, thank you for your contribution to the black community. Thank you for being the man who quote unquote, killed Jim Crow and for all you've done for our community and in history that has you know, helped us today. So I wanted to highlight Mr. Charles Hamilton Houston.
1: Never heard of him, but definitely some interesting stuff. And now what it made me want to do, and not only because of like history month, but just because of where he went to school at. He so to look up from, some of the people who yeah. graduated like in their first classes, like what did those people do? So, kind of like those uncommon individuals like you alluded to at the beginning of people who we haven't heard of, or they're not on our yearly schedule for a Teacher to teach during the month of February. You know, mm-hmm. you got the the big two, might even be a big three, but you have MLK, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. and then whoever that third will live, whether it be Frederick <laughs> douglas Booker T. Washington, George yeah, Carp, CJ like just-
2: Walker, Sir Joiner. Carrie oh, Question: Do y'all think Howard's rates went up after Vice President got in? <laughs> Do you think it's ten thousand more to get in or not? Nah? Somebody should have their uh, eye on that. It seems like something our people would do. Like Evie said,
1: the rates I are the higher. The price went up. <laughs> the price went up. I love my people, mm. but I've like even because even as a whole. Speaking of that, go ahead and just put the subscribe so when we do drop, you get that little alert at the top of your phone that say, mm-hmm. "Hey, the kickback has a new episode." Go ahead and do that now as you're listening today, as in Wednesday when we're recording. Doctor Miguel Cardona is answering questions from the Senate to be, I believe, confirmed for the. Secretary of Education, if you are on any social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 send him an email and say that there is no reason for colleges still to be increasing tuition rates, One, not only because of the state of our country with this pandemic, it's mind boggling to me that we have students who have to pay the same tuition as if they were on campus in-person learning Mm. that they are paying virtually. And that's just mind boggling. That's just a little sidebar.
0: I agree, that's terrible for them. So expensive colleges and these kids ain't even getting the same experience as they home, but yet you want that same money. Mm -mm. We talked about how it's Black History Month. I gave y'all some Black History facts. And it's also, people may say the month of love where we have Valentine's Day and all that fun stuff. So I thought, you know what, let's talk about dating. Let's talk about that experience. And this is a conversation we want to continue. We want y'all to message us, hit us up on the socials with your take on what we talk about, but also some of your experiences. Let's just get into it. How was your dating experience?
1: I would say that it was, I don't know, it depends on what you consider. Like, I guess you could say the the playing around or the fling, so to speak.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. was
1: definitely the vibe from, I'm going to go ahead and say from about first grade up until a year or two out of, yeah, like first grade up until a year or two out of high school, right? So like, I'm pretty sure, for some younger listeners, our Gen Z, y'all wouldn't remember this because, you know, y'all was coming out the womb with tablets and phones. Y'all won't know what I'm about to elaborate on a little bit. But it was a moment of what we would consider life and death, when it came to first, second or third grade, when you sat there and you had a person in your class or in another class of great interest, like you had a deep admiration for this classmate. I'm I'm confident Judith don't know this story, but I I would tell you (laughs) one of my first girlfriends, first grade, Asia, Brown at Garner <laughs> Elementary. It was a deep aberration for Asia Brown, first grade. I remember when my heart dropped when she was a new student in the classroom. And I don't even know if she was like a new student on campus, but she was- It was new to you, Yes, and if y'all don't know, Y'all know, like, especially elementary, shout out to teachers who did this, but you made it so simple for assigned seats, right? Because usually it was just by alphabetical order, whether it was just A to Z or Z to A. So I just mm-hmm. told y'all, I do gave her a government name and all. I can't find her on social media, no more, so it really don't matter. But I know her name was Asia Brown. She went to Garner Elementary with me, and she was sitting right next to your boy. And I said, I got her. She done messed up. And I'm not a dumb kid. I'm a smart young man. So I knew. She'd be peeking over my shoulder trying to look at my work. She was like, how did he finish these math questions so fast. You know, when you get the one-minute timer question and you got to run real quick and whoever got the minimal mistakes, they get a prize or something. So I know she used to feel the boy every time he had that. Couple weeks went by. One of my homeboys asked me, hey, so what's up with AJ? I'm like, hey, don't, don't, no, nah, you can't even, don't even worry about her. She minds, bro. She's sitting next to me. So it's already like territorial that you even questioning me about this girl. So I hit her with a simple little, do you like me? Circle, yes or no. And when it came back, yes. That was my girlfriend. So for me, we were dating. We sat at the lunch table together. We walked the to PE together. We played together at recess. These were all dates that I could afford because they were free. So that's what it was. I would say all through elementary. Middle school, of course, for us, you had like what we call rec dances, but you had little dances at community centers. We had the skating rink. We had dances there or whatnot. So you got to imagine either one night it's just you skating with your. Little lovely, significant other or other nights where there's no skates, but everybody on the skate and rink, all type of ratchet music playing, And it was just a night of fun. And then high school got a little more serious because you actually went to places like the movies or a sports game or went out to eat. Shout out to my older siblings who used to have to drop us off for dates or whatnot. So I enjoyed those moments. So for me, I would say, or well, my dating experience or life was somewhat interesting and it had its ups and downs in elementary it was literally nothing going on and then in middle school I would say I got exposed and I started to belong to the streets but we can elaborate on that later
2: <laughs> you killed me with a deep admiration I'm like what did she do she wrote her letter so perfectly you're like that's so no she walked in the room
0: she walked in the room I was telling
2: Sharika the other day I'm usually attracted to a personality or vibe so if you look at my exes you'll be like I don't know what type this girl wants because I've dated I've dated them all every race every just every there and they're all so very different so it's just usually like a vibe so that's why I asked EB what was it because for some people it is a look and I can look at a man and appreciate his attractiveness I've never been the type to look at someone and be like oh I like them I'm like oh he's fine but I don't know him so how can I like him that being said I was also like EB. I started in kindergarten I remember my first date My mom let us go to the old, like the old airport field. Honestly, now that I look back on it, I'm pretty sure it was an event for the whole school but the one I liked his name was Paul and he is my friend on Facebook so I will not say his last name because he's too easy too fine but anyway I really just liked him during nap time I was always trying to creep over there getting my card pulled because I was trying to see what was up with Paul we don't have to be sleeping we can be doing our own thing but I remember being at the old airport and we flew kites together and I remember our moms were talking to each other and I was standing beside him then in first grade I moved on to to a guy that could have been his twin named Robbie. Then in second grade, there's a boy, but he smelled like ham. So I was like, You smell like ham, it's dead. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> but I mm-hmm. always had like a little boo thing, which is funny because I never was like planning my wedding or wanting to get married. I was more in it for the game. And unfortunately, usually when they like me back, I was off that. But if it was like tension and let's figure it out, and from kindergarten up until meeting my husband, I saved almost every love note I ever got. So I have like this binder and I separate it by the years. And I'm like, these are from these people and these people, I always had a little something. And my mom was always just like, you don't need a boyfriend. You can't date until you're 16. Even though I'll tell y'all I had the flying kite date. I had the parent trap movie date where my mom made me take my little brother. I was in fourth grade. The boy who took me to the movies was in sixth grade. Well, he didn't take me anywhere, we met there. My brother and Jason was his name. They left me and I was like, where are they? They were at the arcade. So I'm like, my brother stole stole the whole date shine. So that kind of sucked. But yeah, I've always just kind of been been out there having deep admirations for people at Oh, wow. What about you, Sharika?
0: I'm over here scrolling through the memories of my mind being like, girl, what was there? I can't recall any deep admirations in kindergarten, first grade, none of those ages. The first person I remember liking I was in the fourth grade. And I remember I was in the auditorium. Some like older kids came, I don't know if it was a middle school or whatever. It was like a band and they were playing the Fugees. And I don't know if this guy, John Bowen, I don't know if he was on the stage or what, but I just remember that song and I remember him. I was just like, I like him. I can't tell you why. Also the other thing is my mom was my music teacher, but for some reason I felt like, you know, did he used to stay after school or something? Because I remember seeing him like after school. I never talked to any of these guys that I like. There was another guy I used to like, Stephen Allen, But I never did anything about the, I would just have secret crushes on people and I never did anything about these secret crushes. All elementary school from fourth grade on to, we went to sixth grade. So fourth, fifth and sixth grade, I had a little secret crush. Uh, middle school, I had my first, quote unquote, boyfriend. I think I had two. One guy lived in my neighborhood. His name was Joel. He asked me out. I said yes. And I think that was the end of that. Other than one day he wanted to, we were walking home. He asked me, could he kiss me? And I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I left. And I never, (laughs) I was like, I'm not kissing you in my head, but I was like, I gotta go. I have to hurry up. I'm going to the back of the bathroom. And then there was another guy who really liked me. His name was Damien. He would call me on the phone and stuff like that. My mom was like, I don't like Damien. That's the name of the devil. And I was like, oh. that was my mom's energy about Damien when I told her I had a Damien? little boyfriend. Not Luther? I never heard Damien Jim associated it was safe. I, that's what my mama said, so that's all I remember. We would talk at school. I fought his friend Brent in the seventh grade, or was it eighth grade? It was the eighth grade, I fought his friend Brent. And towards the end of the school year, he tried to kiss me too, I was off that as well. No, I didn't really like Damien like that, he was not cute, he was not pleasing to my eyes. But he was a nice friend to talk to. So I said, sure. What? He, he harassed me into saying, yes, I would be your girlfriend. So. My mom <laughs> didn't let boys call the house. Like That was the first boy we, that probably called my house. We could pass
2: notes. And that's probably why I was so into writing letters and stuff. Because if a boy call, you guys remember having house phones? And then we was yes. two house phones. Let a boy call. And you hear that little click like somebody else pick up the phone. <laughs> and then it's just like silence I think boys weren't allowed to call the house until I was 13 and then no one was allowed to call before or after nine that's probably why I'm the way I am now because it's just the way I was raised so but so many times I was on the sneak my mom don't listen to the podcast but I my mom literally put the fear of God in us because I'm still afraid to reveal the truth right now but I was I'll be talking I'll be talking to the boys on the phone <laughs> And if I heard little footsteps, it was under the pillow. It was put that receiver down really fast. That's why it was amazing when AOL Instant Messenger came out. Because then you could Mm. be silently typing. Like, EB, could girls call your house? Were your parents on that?
1: They could not call, but it's always ways around. uh, So what we used to have to do, at least, I I can't speak for all the guys, but I know one of my tricks or tips to that was, for example, Like now elementary, I can't say I was calling anybody. The good thing about elementary is we went to school together and then most of us, a decent amount, just young people, we all just crossed the street and went to our local boys and girls club. So that was like the only time you can have more fun with that individual. And I'm not talking about crazy stuff, so get your mind out of the gutter, but I'm saying like just you playing with that person in the sandbox or y'all playing basketball together or y'all playing flag football or T-ball because we didn't really play baseball, baseball like that. But you had those moments or playing tag or any of those games together. But when it came to middle school, it was nothing for me to be like, holler at a homegirl, hey, Kanisha, I need you to do me a favor. What you want now, EB? I need you to call Maisha for me and then put me on three-way. And so the hard part about that was, it was two things about that. It was one, you got to know that either your other homegirl or y'all mutual friend is going to know everything that y'all talk about or enough trust <laughs> and confidence that they're going to put the phone down when y'all Everybody hop on the phone. <laughs> but we all know that that don't necessarily happen because that's how middle school drama start. Like you don't really hear too much about elementary drama, but middle school drama was likely because of that or this person like that person. So that was the way around that is finding somebody, a mutual friend or even a cousin, like one of your homeboys who like, oh, no, no, I'll call my cousin for you. And then the cousin would call and say, hey, auntie, da, 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 can I talk to so-and-so? And like, yeah, go ahead. Boom, boom, boom. And before you know it, you on the phone having this conversation with so-and-so.
0: Listen, we talked on the phone, and that was it. See, you were talking about how y'all would go do your little movie dates and this and that. I wasn't seeing no one outside of school. When I got to high school, I had a boyfriend named Marcus. I don't know if I should say this or not, but the rumor was he really wasn't into women. He asked me to be his girlfriend, and I enjoyed it. These faces.
2: It's a real thing. It happened to me. <laughs> Several of the people in that notebook gay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. To each their first- own. <laughs> listen i don't know for sure i'm just saying that was the rumor about town but he liked me i liked him and we were friends we really were just listen all my real all those young boyfriends for real we were just really friends but anyway and this is even more telling so for christmas when i was in ninth grade he bought me these tweety bird gloves they were that cute they were literally yellow gloves that looked like bird feathers it was so cute a tweety bird scarf And um, was it a Tweety Bird hat? It was like three Tweety Bird things. And he got it from the, I don't know if it was a Looney Tunes store. It was like the Disney store, but for whatever, Looney Tunes or whatever that was. And I know they were expensive. And all I got him was a Drew Hill CD. Okay. That's all my little money that my parents get. Again, I did not kiss Marcus, but he was my little boyfriend. I really wasn't going out though. I didn't go on, listen, I didn't really go on a date. Till my husband. I think me and Marcus met up at Six Flags one time with friends, but I wouldn't really consider. I mean, I guess I was a group date, but we wasn't. We wasn't doing nothing but riding the rides. We didn't. I don't know them enough. We held hands. I went nowhere with no one but my parents. Or my family. Kids used to call me on the phone too. My mom didn't care about, I guess she was like, y'all can talk on the phone because you ain't going nowhere. I don't know if they would have let me go somewhere if I wanted to, but I didn't ask because I really didn't care to ask or go anywhere with these people. It was just for the fun fun and the play play for me. And the cute notes like Sabrina said, I love the good note. Being grown now, what do you wish you had known about dating? Or would you be like, if I could go back, I would do this differently?
2: I'll say this, okay. Yes, I always had a boyfriend, but I never took it seriously. I didn't get my first kiss till I was 23. My mom told me the whole time, there's no point in you dating, just focus on your studies, focus on school. Like that's just a distraction. And she was right. The only time I got to be in my undergraduate studies was those one semester I had a boyfriend. So she was right. But in some days I wonder what would it have been like if I had been in the streets? Because now that I'm in the streets, per se with my husband, it's really fun. So I'm like, did I miss out low key? No,
0: that's exactly what you did I,
2: there. You waited to the only, right time. No, I literally have only kissed three people And one of them was a Me Too situation. This man who's like 20 years older forced a kiss on me. So that was a whole other thing. But it was my first kiss in college. And he didn't even live in the same city as me. So I thought I was safe. But then he surprised me and showed up at the school. I was a whole RA, had a whole man in my room. So nervous. But anyway, so him, the Me Too situation, and then my husband. I love those times with my husband. So something I wish I had been a little, I'm not going to say loose. And I'm not going to say I wish I had not honored my covenant with the Lord, but a little makeout situations probably wouldn't have hurt me. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm
1: gonna say. <laughs> that little makeout situation would have led to a lot of other things. You no,
2: know, I had self-control. I didn't, I like I told you, I always had a boyfriend and I never, and no one in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina can say they did anything physical with Sabrina. Cause I was not doing, I was on my Sharika. Like, Yeah, I'll be your girlfriend, but that's all. We can have these conversations and pass We're a name
0: only. Name only.
1: I think one of the main things for me probably would be temporary people don't deserve permanent feelings.
0: Okay. I'm going to hit y'all with the words my mom said, which is very similar. She said, don't. Let temporary feelings make you make a permanent decision.
1: Yeah, temporary people don't deserve permanent feelings. Like, especially throughout high school and post high school, it was, I don't say what I thought was going to be a forever relationship, but it was definitely somewhat something serious. And I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, somewhat long lasting. And it wasn't even like a title or name based thing, it's just like, like um, what Sabrina alluded to earlier, like it has to be a vibe, like something has to click with this person. And it wasn't like, oh, this is what it is with me and you. But it was like, it was definitely a legit vibe with this individual. And then relocations on both of our parts made that kind of, that vibe went away. So part of it was something what, I guess you could say what Sabrina avoided, was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have belonged to the streets early or a vibe with this person because those Temporary feelings or those temporary decisions had me feeling like it was going to be permanent when that wasn't the case. So it would be avoiding certain situations, I would say at all costs, but also I think those moments or those situations help grow me into the individual that I am today. That would be like my short answer.
0: Like as much as I was saying, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. There was this one guy I did really like. Do I really want to be going? Because my mama do be listening to the podcast. No, guess what you wish you knew. (laughs) But I was just saying, like, honestly, I really don't think I did much of anything to be talking about. So I'm like, I didn't wish I knew nothing because the nothing I knew kept me in good standing. So I really didn't know nothing. I was scared to do anything. All I did was kiss that guy in the downstairs. And that was
2: <laughs> like what would you tell your children something I hope my children take on is it's not that serious like it's, yes. it's not and I want them yes. to have fun and I've always had really good guy friends and all of my really good guy friends Mm. who were in my wedding, we're still friends today. It's okay. This is a whole nother debate, but guys and girls can be friends without wanting to like lick each other down. Like I will tell my (laughs) son or daughter, just maintain your friendships. When you're older, what will be, will be, but just focus on Being a good friend to people. Don't have to worry about all the other stuff.
0: So if you want to talk about advice, my advice would be, like you're saying, like, nothing is that serious. Don't be having people dictate to you who you can be friends with. Because these young people be trying to have you acting like they're their whole husband and wife. Oh, you can't talk to sis because I don't like her. And you can't do this and you can't do that. First of all, you don't pay none of my bills. You don't buy my clothes. You don't do nothing for me. You don't get to say what I get and can and can't do. That's my parents' job. Also, when I've had leadership over young people, I would tell them, you don't need a boyfriend and girlfriend until you can do boyfriend and girlfriend things. If you ain't got no money, what you need a boyfriend for? Y'all can't go nowhere. Y'all can't do nothing. I said, the purpose of dating is to find someone you would like to spend your life with. If you're not even trying to do that, what's the point? Just like Sabrina says, meet people, have fun. Find out what you like in people as friends, because you just don't even need to get yourself in a situation that now you just in more trouble than you really wanted. You didn't bit off more than you could chew. You didn't bark- got more than you bargained for. So I just say, like Sabrina, have fun, get to know people, enjoy life, but don't make it so serious. Like Eb was saying, don't try to make these temporary little people that you ain't even gonna know two years from now or care anything about them. Anything permanent or feeling anything strong about them enjoy your life relax on all that stuff and this advice is for like high school and lower when you get grown grown i have a different set of advice
1: no matter how hard you try instant gratification will eventually fade
0: so like when you locked
1: in on that moment that instant gratification will eventually fade so if you just feel like oh it's only just one time or it's only just this kiss, so it's just that gentle touch, or it's just that you know, it like it can literally go into step two, three, four, home run, blah 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 blah, and then all that blah 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 will eventually fade. So that's definitely one advice. This one is for anybody. I know we talk about dating, but from marriage all the way down to your child who's probably listening in the car with you, who in elementary school, don't let everybody in your business. Everybody ain't for you. Don't let everybody in your business no matter how, like y'all could have been kicking it in the sandbox, y'all could have been kicking it in Miss Kitty's child daycare. (laughs) Think back to your early elementary years. And I'm not talking about those of you who may have relocated or just things happened, but like think about those childhood friends. Can you still say that you are still friends? And when I say friends, I'm talking about like, people that you would have standing shoulder to shoulder with you in your wedding, or if you had to go to court, would this person be willing to be in your corner? Like think about those type of things. And I think that's what Sabrina was alluding to as far as friendships, the friendships that you build are very, very important. And the other thing I would say about when it comes to friendships or people you're dating, just because you've known someone longer, does it mean that there's more substance? It's people mm. who I've met in the past five to 10 years who I would trust with my life over people who I've known since childhood, just because of the substance that we've had or how I've seen them basically come to bat for me or be willing to stand toe to toe with me in certain situations or in certain challenges or trials that I've faced within my own personal life. So don't make it seem like, oh no, we've known each other since elementary school. That doesn't mean anything. Has that person been there for you since elementary school? So think about deep grounded, deeply rooted friendships, just with people that you have. As we think about Black History Month, you think about that bridge in Selma, the Edmund Pettus Bridge, like those people who were shoulder to shoulder, arm locked, hand in hand with Dr. Martin Luther King, like those type of people who know that it might be tragedy on the other side of that bridge, but they're like, hey, if you walking, I'm walking. And of course, we know that didn't happen in that specific day, but we do know what happened on that bridge prior to that march. So just think about those type of friends um that you're grinding in and just don't let everybody in your business and last but not least everything in for social media
0: okay that's all that's all. EB spoke some words right there. Listen, you want friends that's going to really ride for you, pray for you. Those are the people that you're going to need to surround yourself with. You can't trust somebody with no water. Don't spill the tea with them because they will be sharing your business with everybody in the street and they don't really care for you. So definitely keep your circle closed. Keep your um, business to yourself. Those are great words of advice. Listen, people, be safe out there. Be wise out there. Get good friends. Get good counsels. and Make good choices. Maybe we'll revisit this conversation somewhere down the line. There's so much more we could talk about. Tell y'all about what it's really like being grown and single out here in these streets. And maybe we'll have some, a guest or two who maybe in that season of their life that can share some wisdom with us. So there's some fun things to look forward to down the line. Sabrina, what do you have for us to be mindful about today.
2: We're gonna be mindful about Black History Month. Y'all already know All right now. This month, we're gonna be throwing it back to back in the day to celebrate three simple words. Black is beautiful. Notice I put the emphasis on the is. I didn't put the emphasis on the black to imply that black is more beautiful than others. I'm just saying black is beautiful. Why do I have to put the emphasis on the is? because there are so many messages out there that tell us it's not. Black History Month started as Black History Week, and we know 28 or 29 days isn't nearly enough to discuss the accomplishments of the Black community, so I can't imagine only having seven. But that was the case in 1926, when American author, journalist, and historian Carter G. Woodson launched the celebration of Negro History Week in the hopes of highlighting the community during the time when their efforts were being ignored. In 1969, the leaders of the Black United Students at Kent State University in Ohio proposed an extension, and seven years later, or 50 years after the week's inception, the U.S. government made the month official. Honoring Black excellence isn't exclusive to the U.S. Both the U.K. and Canada participate with the U.K. celebrating in October and Canada following suit with the U.S.'s February recognition. In the words of Maya Angelou, no person can imagine where he is going unless he knows where he's been. So shout out to Carter G. Whitson for having the world hone in on our history this month and also shout out to him for being the founder of the Association for the Study of African American Life and History.
1: And shout out to everybody who celebrates Black History Month and no shout out for those of you who don't, who think that it's something separate and that we want to continue some form of division within our nation. It's just sad that we live in a country that even has to recognize a specific demographic or group of people because of all the wrongdoings that they've done to this group of individuals. So we highlighted a little bit at the beginning, the Super Bowl. So that's what I'm expounding on today. Have you ever been overlooked? Give you two seconds to think about it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you've always been the top shot. Maybe you've been the top gun. Maybe you always stood at the top of the mountain looking at everybody else. Well, guess what? The head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, says being overlooked in his own career led to diverse staff with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians, who continues to receive praise for giving minority coaches opportunities. Now, you got to think about it. It's not often that you see people giving minorities praise for anything these days. And it's not always a moment where an individual saying, Because something specifically happened to me, I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen to other people. Well, if you didn't know, the Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich, defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong, and run game coordinator and assistant head coach, Harold Goodwin, are all black. The Buccaneers are the only team in the NFL with an all black coordinators, staff, and crew. So, for those of you who are listening anytime before or during the Super Bowl, that's one reason you should be rooting for the Bucks and not any other teams, because they out here making history. Not only are they the only team to ever play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, but they also the only team with an all-Black coordinating staff. Now, the head coach is Caucasian, or what some would call white, but all the people that's under him or in a sense that co-lead, I wouldn't even say under, that co-lead with him, are all black. So what a way to celebrate Black History Month is to, I would say, root for this all black crew with their head coach who looked out for them because he got tired of people being overlooked and he made sure that he had a diverse coaching staff. So with that being said, go Bucks!
2: Yeah, go Bucks! I did not know that. And I love getting hyped right at the Super Bowl about all the things, football and the sports. So now I have even more reason to cheer. I don't know if it will convince me to buy like a $20 jersey though. I'm debating. Are y'all going to go all out with the outfits?
1: Don't buy no I jersey. was
0: thinking the same thing. I was like, am I going to really get the jersey? I don't really rock the Bucks like that only because they're, you know, I live in Tampa and they're in the Super Bowl. That's not what my heart is. I'm like, do I buy the jersey? Do I not? I'm contemplating, but I think I'm on that EB. I ain't buying that
1: jersey. Don't buy no jersey. If you got one, then you good. We love Those of you who don't necessarily support us all year round. But what you could do is buy a mask, stay safe. Because I know some people still out here not wearing masks. And some Mm. people just act like we ain't got no whole pandemic in the world with new variants that's just up, out, and about. So just buy a mask. And you can be a Bucks mask. And you can be like, I'm supporting the Bucks and I'm staying safe and I'm helping other people. That's what I would do. I
0: usually just be rocking the colors with the team that I'm going for. I don't usually have the outfit or nothing. Cause red team. I put on a red shirt. And that's as far as I go.
1: And see, this year, both teams are red, so it's going to be tough. So that's why I say I you got to get the Bucks mask.
0: I don't know anything about the Chiefs other than Patrick Mahomes, and people say my nephew looks like him. So then I feel like, should I be rooting for the boy that looks like my nephew? I don't know. <laughs> this is how I vote. Do I vote for the team? I mean, this is how I root. I don't even, I'm rooting, voting. I don't even know. Girl, Do your I go
2: for the day is today, his birthday. But on Saturday or Sunday, whenever the Super Bowl is, you better be on our side, Sharika.
0: Okay, all night,
2: right. Drive all the way across town to Kiki with you. We gonna <laughs> be okay, there. all
0: right. All right, we going for
2: the bucks. <laughs> Okay, I have a recommendation for you guys. It's winter, so you already know what it is. Relieving aches, soothing cramps, even warming kittens. These are just a few of the many uses for heating pads for those who want rapid, reliable heat. They warm up so quickly, and they have different heat settings, and they're easy to transport. They are just so convenient I know a lot of people who fill up something with water and put it in the microwave and I used to have a actual like gel thing that I could put in the microwave I also use like the little hot hands that you can just shake up and warm but you guys if you get a heating pad it's amazing I even take mine to work I mainly use it for if I'm cramping but you can put it on your back you can just put it on your feet you can just have it and put your little hands in it you guys save your fun money $20 will get you a quality electric heating pad. Don't find yourself out in the cold this winter. Sharika, what you got?
0: Listen, I love music. And sometimes I forget I love music as much because I like to listen to podcasts in the car. I like to listen to audiobooks. I like watching TV, watching movies. But I just had me a little jam session, solo dolo, in my room. It was so fun. It was so Exciting. It was relaxing. I just had the best time. It reminded me of those days when there was no TV. I I didn't live in those days, but I'm just saying, I used to think back to when I'm like, how do people just like, there was no TV? What were people doing? They're probably bored. I know they had the radio, but that doesn't sound fun. But let me tell you, it was fun for me. The other day, I just enjoyed some good music and I was just sitting there relaxing. You know what? If you haven't just relaxed with some good music in a while, try it. It will be good for your soul. So I just, I feel like I haven't done that in a while. And I just recommend if you're always listening to something, sometimes you just need to listen to some good music. It will just bless your soul. So I just want to encourage you to do that. That's my recommendation for today.
1: We did get a few people who was just like, it sounds like some great recommendations, but I don't have Netflix. Ah, sorry, find somebody (laughs) who loves you and find maybe a friend who's willing to give you that account and password. But in honor of Black History Month and because we usually open up with songs that we fill in or Sharika talked about music, I am recommending that you guys watch Quincy. Quincy is a 2018 Mm. American documentary film about the life of American producer, singer, and film producer Quincy Jones. And Quincy Jones is just not no random or ordinary person. I would say he's extraordinary. This man has done what many sees as, I would say many call him as the GOAT of, I guess you could say the music industry or the GOAT of definitely Black music within, Mm. I guess, our culture, where he has over 2,900 songs recorded, over 300 albums, over 51 films and TV TV scores, over 1,000 original compositions, and an astounding 27 Grammy Awards. Not nominations, not considerations, but 27 Grammy Awards. He's one of 18 winners of an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Now you're talking about just 18 people in this elite group to have an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony, and he's one of those people. So I would say check out Quincy on Netflix and learn about one of the goats of the music industry.
2: In closing, y'all. Tell us on our socials, what are black last names? I'm still wondering, let us know. <laughs> because I'm ready to kick oh back my God. This, this Thursday.
0: Oh man, I couldn't tell you. I don't know, I don't know what a black last name is.
2: It actually says that EB, thank you for recommending that episode of Roots. I watched it and it was enjoyable, but there's also like this ache in me to know my history and watching that mm. show it was just like wow there's so many things that happen as a result of slavery that are still impacting us mm. too, things we're not even aware of so maybe that's mm-hmm. another reason i was triggered
1: just because it was part of what i wanted to say earlier when it comes to that vice, but relationships are stronger when you're best friends first and a couple second yes So as always, if you down with the squad, make sure you subscribe to the pod. And if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back.
0: Amen.